It's June the 19th. It's Father's Day here in Chicago. This is show number 35. I am Gummo, your host. This is Transmit. Let's get it off the ground. Here we go. That's the uh, show number. And this is Transmits. Wanted to uh, welcome you to show number 35. I'm your host, Gummo. This is the show that we call Transmits. And we are bringing this uh, little 
Diggy to you live from Chicago. It's Father's Day here in the United States. Wanted to wish all of our fathers a uh, very happy Father's Day. Uh, and uh, it's 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 certainly been an interesting Father's Day. Nevertheless, I uh, was able to get out there and fire up the grill and the smoker. Had a good time. <laughs> Grilled all kinds of things. Chicken, pork, corn, potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> Figured I would uh try to and defeat the uh pop filter there. It's good to be back. It's not like I've been anywhere. It's only been a week since the last show. But it is good to be back. Uh, This week, we were unsure of whether or not to even do the show. Uh, We, Crash and I, both had some uh, really heavy engagements today. But uh, we were able to cycle down or cycle up. Here to the uh, 71st floor, the Aeon building in downtown Chicago in the famous Loop. You know, we uh, we are about a thousand feet above the sidewalk. And so when you look down and out the window and you're looking down at the street below you, everything looks very small. It uh, it almost looks like a like um a little toy model set, and then of course we have a uh, view uh, over Millennium Millennium Park, and so we are able to see uh, the park, the uh, Shed Aquarium, Michigan Avenue the uh, stadium off in the distance soldier field where the Chicago Bears play now listen don't get it twisted Uh, the people here in Chicago love their Chicago Bears you know uh, I'm sort of a Bears fan okay I'm 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 a mild Bears fan I still love my Jacksonville Jaguars, though. Maybe it will be their season this year. (laughs) Who knows? We'll find out when the season gets underway. I'm not not a really big, huge NFL fanatic or fan. You know, I'm not one of those people that paint their face and bring signs and all of that stuff, but... uh, I've always enjoyed the NFL football or NFL football, not the NFL football. Uh, I've always 
I've always enjoyed football here in the United States. It's um, some people say it's overly violent. Like, you know, what a violent game. But, uh, you know, it's this is America. <laughs> this is the United States. And, you know, um, we love our football here. We love our baseball. And I truly love apple pie. <laughs> and yes, I am uh, extremely proud to be uh, an American, a United States citizen. No matter how many faults and problems we have, this is still one kick-ass country. One great place to be. We have an immeasurable amount of great freedom here in the United States to where you are able to follow your dreams, to where you are able to pursue your passions. And you are, you are also forgiven and given many chances. It's a land of opportunity and many chances, of course, and um, we all make mistakes in life. But that's the great thing about the United States. You are allowed and given that opportunity to be a better person, to take advantage of your freedom. And take a chance and make something uh, happen with yourself and with your life, with your career and who you are. One of the great things about living in the United States. You know, sometimes uh, I still hear people complain about the United States and well, this, that, and the other. But you know, a lot of uh, men and women have uh, perished for this country. And as I said, no matter our faults, this is one hell of a country to uh, live in. And uh, I'm damn proud to live here. And all of the men and women that... Uh, serve to protect us, safeguard us, keep us safe. And that's what it's all about. Uh, okay, so now that I've gotten past my patriotic uh, <laughs> vernacular, I suppose, uh, it, 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 uh, it is hot here in the city, or at least it was today. My goodness, it was 95 degrees today in Chicago. Which is a rarity, of course, if you've listened to the show. <laughs> you've most likely listened to it go from uh, summer weather to fall weather to, oh my God, frigid weather to warmer weather. And now here we are, uh, we're back at, uh, in the hot zone here in Chicago. 
You know, uh, I don't know if you followed the news as far as uh, Chicago goes, but uh, the city is certainly has certainly been plagued with a vast amount of crime and killings. And uh, it's something that uh, the authorities, the leaders are hopefully uh, working on to reduce all of the uh, violence here in the city. Uh, you know, it, it seems like almost day, every day, and it actually is, rather, uh, if when you pick up a, uh, a newspaper, if that's your thing, or if you read the local news, uh, there's been another tragic story coming out of the city. And um, hopefully, the as I said, the powers to be uh, the new police chief has uh, an action plan set uh, in place or is creating one to reduce the amount of violence here in the city. It's certainly crazy. Um, if you, let's see, if you simply uh, open up a scanner, uh, it, it, it's, it's, almost, uh, it's almost unbelievable what you will hear. In most cities in the uh, country, uh, you will hear, you know, the normal, you know, breaking an entry, you know, the normal. <laughs> I hate to say it like that. But uh, you will hear um, uh, an, a normal amount of issues going across the police band. Uh, but here in Chicago, it's like a nonstop action movie. And uh, it, it just never ends. As you can hear, uh, and it, 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 if you sit back and listen to the uh, Chicago police scanner on a Friday and Saturday night, it really it sounds like a never-ending action movie, something straight out of Hollywood, and uh, it's it's really um, it, it really is mind-boggling when you sit back and listen to it. And as I said, in most other cities, uh, it would be, uh, you know, uh, it would, it, they would, you know, basically close a city down uh, uh, with just one of the type of crimes that happen uh, here in the city. But uh, it, it comes very fast and frequent. Uh, I, I must every few seconds there's a uh, shooting uh, or some sort of violence and uh, it would be good to see uh, Chicago return to uh, a nearly peaceful state of being uh, a lot of people uh, blame guns and so on and so forth and of course, we will we, we start to get into the political spectrum there, and and I really try not to uh, speak of uh, politics on the show. 
I don't think that uh, this show is uh, an appropriate forum to speak about politics. But uh, guns are very easy to get. Still here in the United States, of course, you have the Second Amendment. And uh, gu- uh, carrying a handgun uh, in Cook County, the city of Chicago, uh, without the proper uh, permits or permit is considered a felony. Uh, but that doesn't stop the criminals. So hopefully the the leaders and the um, authorities have a an action plan set forth. Uh, so that's that's what's going on here in Chicago. It's hot. The crime is going on. The traffic is still uh, intense. But uh, life goes on. People are enjoying their lives and trying to make the best out of it. And most of us are. Most of us do. What about you? What's life in your neck of the woods like? Does peace surround you? Uh, lots of things to talk about this evening. Uh, on the, the show last week, uh, I actually had spoken about, uh, there's actually a lot of things that I've spoken about in the previous shows that, uh, I've yet had a chance to get to, uh, most specifically the cell phone watch. Uh, and, uh, I don't even know what has become of that. Uh, last time I checked, we had one of our friends in, uh, down in Chinatown to investigate to see if uh, she can get that uh, either replaced or sent back. We will look into that and get back, get the information back to you. I really want to, uh, I really want to play with that thing. It really uh, captures my sincere interest. A cell phone watch. Uh, got here to the studio and we um, had the levels set from last week. You know, we really, <laughs> we had a few people waiting on us. So uh, after last week's show, we uh, we went down to uh, the restaurant formerly known as Aria. And met up with uh, around 32 people who all came to uh, sit, hang out with us while we did the show, do the show. So uh, we uh, we were able to meet, Crash and I, we were able to meet uh, quite a few people. I uh, had a great time. I went overboard and had a Sprite with a little bit of cherry grenadine. Non-alcoholic, of course. But uh, it's it's sometimes comical watching people uh, consume alcoholic beverages and uh, get tipsy. Uh, and uh, that that certainly was the case. Uh, we but we uh, were able to meet uh, quite a few interesting people. Had a good time. Too many names to list uh, tonight. But we what we are going to what I am going to uh, chat about 
uh, we, uh, where do I even begin? There's like six screens of information in front of me, so I don't even know which screen to begin on. Crash? What screen do I have? Uh, which one do you want me to get started on first? The le go left to right? Okay, I'm supposed to go right to left. Why, why can't I go left to right? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let me take a sip of this. I know I'm not supposed to uh, drink or chew, chew bubble gum or eat candy or any of that stuff on the air, but, uh, hey, you know, whatever. Wanted to send a special shout out to, uh, my personal friends, my father down in Florida, uh, and to everyone else's fathers and your father's father. <laughs> And again, uh, wishing you a sincere happy Father's Day. Um, so starting from the left screen and working our way to the right, we are going to uh, catch up with the latest news. Uh, then we're going to talk about the new Samsung bendable display. Uh, what else do we have here? A uh, Bluetooth sniffer. What else is this? And something else. And then we're going to uh, give a rundown of the latest uh, conferences and events coming up. It's already the end of June. Oh, I also wanted to give a, a special shout out and greeting to uh, my friends and colleagues. Some of who uh, I turned on to the show. Uh, yeah, so, uh, let's, let's get started with the, um, God, see now, I don't think these screens are, okay, so we're going to go from, see now the, the left screen has products on it, the, the far left, okay, just sorting things out here, uh, Okay, so a lot of things have been, of course, going on uh, in the world around us. Uh, most specifically, the elections here in the United States. It seems to consume almost every news cycle. For those that don't know, we only have two choices. <laughs> Donald Trump... You know, that guy from TV and Hillary Clinton, the former uh, Secretary of State, former First Lady, former uh, lawyer from Arkansas. And the way it looks, she may be the uh, first former female president, but we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, it's been, it, with the election cycle, uh, it has certainly been extremely interesting uh, watching the candidates uh, 
sling mud towards each other back and forth while the uh, news outlets and media organizations continue to sort of, they, they seem almost afraid of Donald Trump. And of course, Donald Trump is the uh, very animated personality from the um, television. What show did he host? It was a show that he hosted. The Apprentice. I believe that was the name of the show. Uh, and basic, basically, he, uh, Donald Trump is, uh, first and foremost, he was a uh, businessman. A real estate person made his fortune through uh, real estate dealings in New York City and of course uh, branched out from there now a successful businessman turned presidential candidate Uh, completely dominated the um, Republican field. Uh, the old standby uh, candidates, you know, Jeb Bush and all of those uh, types, were completely uh, crushed by Trump. But let's move on. I don't I, I really don't want to get into that. Um not only are our election cycles uh interesting and the current state of politics interesting in the United States, uh it continues to be that way uh around the world. Uh in most parts of the world there are uh very unique politicians out there uh in power. In London recently, we had, uh, or not we, but in London recently, they had uh, elected the first Muslim mayor, shattering through all sorts of uh, perceptions, which is great. Um, you know, anybody should be anything and can be anything if you put your mind to it. Uh, and in Canada, we have a uh, not. Why do I keep saying we? It's just, it's been that kind of day. Who knows? The heat may have gotten to me. Uh, I was out barbecuing, and it was, it was just, you know, I'm not used to the heat here in in the city. So when when I'm sweating profusely, <laughs> it's a whole new uh, experience. I'm used to it when I'm in Florida or in the South, but. Uh, here in the city, when it when it when you're when it's warm or hot, it's it takes on a whole new dynamic. <laughs> so maybe that's it. Then maybe that's what's uh, juggling my uh, thought process. Uh, but in Canada, uh, they do have a uh, a very young uh, prime minister who was uh, recently elected. And I believe his father was prime minister, if I'm not mistaken, back in the 70s. Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Uh, but 
But nevertheless, interesting. And uh, along those lines, the, the Quebec Liberal Party, a federalist provincial political party in Canada, uh, seemed to have fixed a security issue in their video conferencing software that allowed uh, an unknown hacker to eavesdrop in on their meetings. Uh, it's been reported that the man who gained access to their system had no malicious intent and uh, fortunately for them had appropriately disclosed the issues to the staff so that they could uh, secure the system. It seems that it was a white hat hacker and he seems they told uh, the media in Canada that the software contained a security flaw. And also using the factory default password is never a good idea. Uh, the hacker goes on to say that he accessed the party's video feed uh, during the meetings. And he explained that when he logged into the, uh, the video conferencing software, uh, he was actually able to uh, observe the meetings in progress. 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 Uh, he, he, she wanted to remain anonymous. And asked the reporter uh, of Lee Journal de Montreal to report on the issues on his behalf. Uh, and of course to validate his uh, claim. Uh, he told the reporter about some of the uh, topics discussed in the meetings. And that's good. That's good stuff right there. Where, um, you know, he or she was able to uh, identify some security weaknesses and do the right thing. And that's really cool. That's, that's, that's what it's all about, doing the right thing, right? That's, that's what a true hacker does. You know, like when I found and uncovered the Metro flaw several months ago now i'm not sitting here trying to put myself on a pedestal or anything but you know from my old black hat days to now i i, I feel like i've considered uh contributed and consider myself uh on on the good end of things and so i did the right thing uh i reached out to metro on twitter and if you look at my twitter feed you'll see that Reached out to Metra and said, hey, <laughs> you guys have some serious issues with your app. Did you know people can actually ride for free? And promptly so, Metra sent one of their representatives over to meet with me. Uh, and a uh, very fine young man uh, who came to meet with me. And uh, I was uh, at the point to where I was able to disclose the vulnerability in their app multiple vulnerabilities in their app and of course uh, after I came back from vacation they had patched it and that's good that's that's what you want to do you want to be on the right side of things you know you not only are you contributing to the enhancement of whatever it is that you found a, uh, a weakness in you're you are effectively making people's lives better you are enriching people's lives and the whole process you know if if you get somebody that goes in there and tears that particular thing apart 
with malicious intent, well, it's it's gone. It's gone forever. It doesn't come back. Uh, you may have gotten a few lulls out of it. Maybe made a couple bucks. But uh, the end game is that you've destroyed someone's create creative work. And that's not what a true hacker does. A, a real hacker loves to seek out the answers to their curiosity. And that's why I go on Twitter a lot. You know, I go when I go on Twitter, and that's the only place I am uh, as far as social media is concerned. But I do go on Twitter, and um, I catch all of these news articles about uh, hacker breaks into banks, and hacker does this, and a hacker does that. Uh, and of course, that's the media overblowing uh, the terminology and using the word at at free will randomness. Real hackers are fun-loving, peaceful people who have an insatiable thirst for knowledge and to satisfy their curiosity. And that's what, uh, that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to provide you some answers. You know, I'm not here to try to be the number one radio show podcast get hits, views, clicks, whatever. I'm here to bring some pretty cool information to uh, our listeners. And I donate my time and my resources to do that. And that's what a true hacker does. A true hacker donates their time, teaches others, and works to solve problems, fix things in a peaceful manner. It goes back to uh, living in the United States and having that second chance to better yourself. Some of us do make mistakes. Some of us do go down the wrong road, that dark road. The road often less traveled, I suppose. And yeah, you may get paid. You, you may make a a buck or two here or there. Heck, you may make a few million. But in the end, what's the price that you pay? What's the price that others pay? Is it worth it? Will it be worth it? Could it be worth it? Or would it be worth it? Those are questions that you have to ask yourself as you uh, age and mature. Uh, and... It, again, it, it goes without saying that uh, no matter where you are in life, you're, you are able to uh, better yourself. Uh, anybody familiar with Bitcoins? I'm sure you are. If you're listening to this podcast, you are quite certain what a Bitcoin is. Uh, there seems to be a... Um, there seems to have been uh, an attack recently on a form of Bitcoin to where uh, one of the, um, I'm not certain to whether it was one of the developers or if it was just a um, person in off the street, but uh, whoever they were, 
they uh, were able to make off with close to $50 million worth of uh, the cryptocurrency. Uh, and a recent conversation with the, the alleged um, hacker revealed that he or she did not want to believe that there was enough liquidity in the markets to liquidate the $150 million of uh, that particular type of uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, it was it was quite interesting. Uh, the the um, issue has certainly raised itself uh, around the uh, world of cryptocurrency. It was um, it was certainly interesting, uh, and it seemed that the the person was able to again make off with close to fifty million dollars worth of the uh, rival cryptocurrency to uh, Bitcoin quite easily and in some of the instances uh, he or she claims that hey it's uh, perfectly legal due to some sort of um, legal loophole uh, you know I really wouldn't put too much precedence on uh, <laughs> making off with 50 million dollars of a cryptocurrency on one uh, particular legal loophole good luck with that Not sir, sure, certain. I was going to say certain, but I'm not sure uh, how much confidence that uh, that person intends to uh, harness with the uh, theft of someone else's property. If it's not yours, why did why did you take it? You know, the right thing to have done would have been to demonstrate the uh, flaw or the technical issues with uh, the emerging cryptocurrency. It's supposed to be a rival to Bitcoin. And there actually are um, many flavors of Bitcoin out there. Uh, and as I said, this one particular person would have probably uh, did better off uh, pointing out the technical issues or vulnerabilities and uh, assisting with the enhancement and security of the, the cryptocurrency rather than just uh, make off with close to $50 million worth of it. I mean, what are you going to do with it? You going to cash it out? Split it up? I'm sure there's many things that you can do to try to hide your tracks. Uh, and, of course, uh, let, let's switch gears here. Uh, if you listened to last week's show, and, and again, if you've been paying, paying attention to the media anywhere in the world, you'll know about the tragic events that happened last week in Orlando. Uh, and it, it was, it was certainly tragic and, uh, the, the person who had, uh, committed the, the crime, uh, s supposedly was a, um, he did it in the name of, uh, a terrorist organization, but it seems that, uh, in all reality, the, the, the person was, uh, mentally unfit for many years and of course needed a reason for that uh, but um, he did it in the name of, of of a terrorist organization which is 
you know, the, the act alone was, of course, heinous enough. But doing it and uh, phoning the authorities uh, during the commission of the act was uh, extremely bizarre and heinous as well. And doing it in the name of, some, uh, of an organization uh, was just completely over the top. And, uh, of course, he did it in the name of... I really hate saying the names of these organizations because I really don't feel that I should give give them credit or even, you know, to me, of course, and it's my personal preference, you know, just saying the name gives them, I don't know, I, you know where I'm coming from, you know, if you, if you don't say it, then it, to me, if I don't say it, then it's not giving, you know, credence to it or whatever, but... Uh, there's been a, uh, there's been a, a black hat or a white hat out there who goes by the name of Wakula Ghost. And, uh, he or she has been going around to that, uh, organization's Twitter feeds and replacing, uh, their Twitter feeds, uh, taking the hate off of them and putting rainbow flags uh, on their Twitter feeds. <laughs> well, I can certainly, uh, well, I can certainly, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Way to go, man. But again, you know, it, that, that you really don't have the right to go and, you know, do that, you know, contact, Contact the organization uh, such as Twitter or the social media platform that is hosting the content and uh, get with them and try to get them to take the material off. But I understand, I certainly understand his or her uh, frustration replacing uh, replacing the uh, content, the hateful content with uh, rainbows and, and, and uh, LGBT uh, hearts. That's really cool, but again, uh, I understand the frustration on his or her behalf. So I don't know. I'm kind of mixed in that regard, um, and just giving a nod to that that hacker for doing that. Uh, and it seems that he or she is making uh, quite a few headlines in, in the process of doing that. Oh, uh, the name of that cryptocurrency was uh, Ethereum. Ether, e Ether. It, it's basically it, it's yeah, it's called Ether. I'm kind of backtracking here. It's called Ether, and uh, it's basically ha it's been billed as the next Bitcoin. Uh, I actually found a uh, an article here. Uh, it said the um, the value of the the crypt the currency itself plunged on Friday when uh, a hacker exploited a software flaw in the decentralized autonomous organization, uh, sending the equivalent of fifty million dollars worth of ether uh, into his or her account, creating panic in the uh, ether community. Uh, and again, I've, I've kind of 
spoken my thoughts on that. Strange as it seems. Uh, but uh, again, I don't know. Uh, with the, with the um, elections and all of that stuff uh, here in the United States, it's also been reported that uh, hackers in Russia were able to compromise uh, the DNC, a DNC server, servers, and um, actually uh, get uh, some important strategic documents concerning the upcoming elections. Uh, some people are saying that was a major cyber attack from Russia. Um, you know, and it's it's not to it's not to go without saying that there have been other uh, serious uh, attacks from Russia, uh, including the Pentagon, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the White House, the State Department. Um. But, uh, it, you know, of course, there's also China out there. Uh, and recent reports, actually, and, and not only recent reports, but uh, the, the global indicators are also showing that uh, attack vectors from China have been slowing down. And I can actually verify that, uh, you know, I, I uh, as part of what, uh, as part of my job and coexistence in this world, you know, I, I monitor the uh, the, those particular uh, things each day and of course and it is actually true that uh, the amount of attacks coming out of Russia uh, Russia uh, China have uh, slowed down considerably uh, in other news uh, Acer has admitted that uh, almost 35,000 customers information has been compromised Uh, Acer goes to say that they recently identified a security issue involving the information of their uh, their customers who use their uh, e-commerce site between May 12, 2015 and April 28, 2016. Uh, according to uh, further reports, uh, some of the information that was compromised in the breach included names, addresses, credit card numbers, the three-digit uh, CVC security number on the back of the credit card and the expiration dates of the credit cards themselves. Uh, it also goes to say that usernames and passwords were also compromised. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, and it, it, it's just another day, another data breach. Uh, and of course, uh, with a little, you know, sometimes with these e-commerce sites, a lot of these, uh, these, these issues, uh, occur because there have been, um, there have been poor design, poor execution and implementation of that particular website instance, content management system, database, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. Uh, so, it, you know, one of the, a good practice, of course, is to try to separate a database, try to separate your database from your actual website if you can, if at all possible. 
That's good practice. That's a good, that's good security practice. You know, if you have your content management system on xyz.com, uh, put your database on, uh, abc.net and so on and so forth there, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of thinking ahead can sometimes uh, lead to a, a, a little bit of protection. What what's that old what's that old saying? An ounce of prevention equals a pound of cure, or some shit like that. Something like that. Uh, but you know, a little bit of cleverness and craftiness, of course, you know, goes a long way. And of course, you you know, you do want to uh, make sure that uh, you have someone test your your website and or and or your software before you deploy it. That's only common sense. You know, if you've got some some developer sitting in a dark room day after day coding away, and uh, you're you're putting uh, your entire uh, e-business on or in that platform, even if you have four or five developers, ten or twenty developers developing your e-commerce site you know has it been tested thoroughly ha has have you had a team of of people to test it to bang on it to look for errors to check for issues and errors and bugs and and security problems and and potential weaknesses you know that goes a long way uh when you go to uh, deploy a website and or software or your apps or whatever. And a lot of people and companies and entities do actually do not do that. And so that's what leads to uh, damn near catastrophic uh, issues later down the line. And so, uh, again, you know, uh, a little bit of cleverness, a little bit of craftiness goes a long way. Uh, when you are uh, building and deploying software, websites, apps, etc. Uh, and as I said uh, at the top of the show, uh, one of the cool new things uh, coming uh, down the pipeline is um, a bendable display from Samsung uh, Samsung has been doing some amazing things uh, you know if you have uh, if you have a mobile device um, most likely it's a Samsung and uh Samsung has been doing a lot of uh, interesting things. One of the interesting things that Samsung has been doing uh, is they have uh, been doing a, a rollable OLED display. A, now, when I say rollable, I mean it's literally like paper. And it's OLED. Uh, and the potentials for this application is amazing. I mean... Uh, I was actually, and of course, you know, if you go onto the uh, internet, uh, onto the World Wide Web, onto the internet, and you do a search for this, uh, you will see some amazing uh, concept applications uh, that that this this technology uh, 
um, will ultimately wind up uh, using, employing, whatever. But uh, one of one of the concepts that I was actually able to check out was uh, it was a cell phone that um, you know it looks like a, a cell phone, uh, a straight you know cell phone, I guess you know up and down brick cell phone. Uh, but uh, then the uh, the demonstrator was took took the device and put it around her wrist and folded uh, folded it around her wrist to where it it, it looked like a bracelet. Uh, and it, now I was I was I was completely uh, I was tripping out when I saw that. Uh, I was like, oh my god, check this out. Uh, so the the um, the applications are enormous when it comes to uh, technology like this, uh, but check it out. Uh, and Samsung seems to be seems to be don't you know? I'm not sure if they're they're actually the ones who are the, uh, leading the charge, but they seem to be the one uh, in the forefront of this uh, new technology. It's so super cool. I mean, it it's bendable. It's like paper. You can wrap it around things, and just think it. You know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking of uh, you know some really cool enhancements and uh, things to do with this type of technology, uh, and at that point, it only you know your imagination seems to be the limit when it comes to that. But check it out, uh, it's a Samsung Display rollable OLED prototype, and it's uh, incredibly cool. Uh, and let's see, uh, it's. Some of the reports say that Samsung may release two smartphones with bendable OLED screens in 2017. Uh, Bloomberg actually is reporting on this. Uh, let's see. Uh, the report seems to say that uh, that Samsung is calling this... Um, what are they calling it? They were able to showcase the, the foldable display technology... Uh, at uh, SID Display Week, uh, and uh, a lot of the uh, tech companies and tech media outlets were able to uh, actually uh, videotape or videotape. Uh, did I just say videotape in 2016? They were actually able to video the um, the technology in action, and uh, but check it out. And uh, again, your imagination. Uh, seems to be the limit when it comes to that uh, new technology, and uh, all I can say is, wow! You know, some of the some of the implications and applications that this technology uh, can possess are extremely amazing. Uh, out there, uh, you know, along along those lines, you know, with all of these data breaches and and so forth, uh, you have a lot of companies and corporations that. Uh, you know, are, are traditional in, in, in their method methods and methodologies to to their approach, so to speak. So, a lot of companies still use workstations, and in a lot of instances, uh, these workstations uh, are critical to a company's survival and uh, implementation of their business practices. And so, you know, if you are an IT person or director or admin or whatever. I've got to hurry up, don't I? Uh, you you need to uh, you need to have a, a solution or something like that in place to where you know you are 
confident that your your workstations are ultra clean, ultra ready to go. Uh, one of the uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, brought brought to uh, brought to my attention and brought brought it to me for the show. It's um, it's some software called Deep Freeze, uh, and if you go to Deep Freeze D E P F R E E Z E dot com dot A U, uh, it's actually uh, software that restores your computer each time that you reboot it to. Uh, either the factory state or to a state that you predetermine. Uh, and there seems to be, uh, let's see, I'm on their website uh, now. Let's see. There seems to be, um, it seems that you have to, you could actually evaluate the software. Uh, then, of course, uh, you know, it's for businesses, so uh, you would have to uh, obtain uh, some sort of license uh, license from the company, but uh, I was able to actually uh, do a quick review and see that the uh, the company, the software, etc., has been around for uh, quite a number of years, and it seems to be quite effective uh, when uh, you need that type of uh, service or reaction or co-reaction, for that matter. Uh, within your business organization or whether or not it's just at home you know if you if you want to if you have a computer at home uh, to where you want to make sure that your computer is in factory uh, clean shape on, on a reboot uh, that's probably uh, something along those lines that uh, you want to use uh, it seemed pretty cool but check them out nevertheless uh, seems to be some pretty cool stuff uh, to use it's called deep freeze and i remember hearing something about it years ago but again i never uh <laughs> yeah i never have enough time to check out these things and speaking of which uh we are running out of time uh so i'm going to just kind of run through these things uh we've, we've got like 30 things left to discuss and we only have like eight minutes um one of the things that's pretty cool, uh, you know, everybody has a Bluetooth device. If you get on uh, public transportation or if you're just out and about in the mall, depending on where you live, uh, you know, you will notice that there are many Bluetooth devices out there seeking and searching for a viable connection. Uh, and one of the things that uh, we were able to uncover was uh, some pretty cool open, open source, open source Bluetooth sniffing software. It's called Ubertooth, uh, and I'm quoting their website here. Let's see. Uh, a few years ago, some security-minded people and academics started looking for uh, Bluetooth, looking into Bluetooth sniffing. Uh, commercial solutions were expensive, yada yada, and the community really needed something cheap and affordable. The names, whatever, whatever, uh, but blah blah blah. Uh, there's there's uh, several white papers, blah blah blah, but uh, any nevertheless, uh, there's this uh, software called Ubertooth, and uh, it's it's uh, open source. Uh, if you go to Ubertooth.blogspot.co.uk, uh, you can get up to speed on that, and. Um, you could actually see what's going on with that, uh, and get get yourself a hold of a you know if it's not that, 
you can get your you can uh, get yourself a hold of uh, some really cool open source blue open source Bluetooth sniffing software. Uh, and you know, you, of course, you will need an interface <laughs> with uh, your open source. Op for some reason, I'm just tongue-tied today uh, for your open source Bluetooth sniffing software. Uh, there's a website out there called hackaday.com. Uh, I'm not going to promote any of their products. They have some really cool stuff, uh, and they have exactly what you need for that software to work. So uh, head over to that website. It's called Store. Uh, I believe they're, it's hackaday, H-A, you know, hack. Bet you know how to spell that, don't you? H-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y.com. Uh, and if, of course, if you go to store.hackaday.com, you will see all kinds of cool uh, interfaces, device, gadgets, gizmos, and stuff like that. One of the things that uh, really stuck out um, at me when I was, uh, you know, again, I, I, I rarely have time, let alone... Uh, but uh, one of the, the items that stuck out was uh, the TV Be Gone. I believe Mitch Altman created that, if I'm not mistaken, years ago. Uh, TV Be Gone is really cool. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, if you don't know what a TV Be Gone is, it's a little device that uh, has an on and off switch and that it, it controls like zillions of, uh, it has like, you know, not zillions, but it has hundreds of thousands of uh, TV codes pre-embedded pre into the IC to where uh, if, you know, you walk into a, a store, a restaurant, a bar, wherever you, wherever your your feet take you, uh, and there's a TV blaring incessantly in the background or in front, uh, you just uh, break out your little TV, be gone, uh, hit the on and off switch, and uh, the TV uh, turns off. You don't harm the TV. You're not uh, hurting anything. You're just turning it off. Uh, so nevertheless, uh, it's called the TV Be Gone. Uh, it comes in a kit. And it's also at the Hackaday website, so check that out. Uh, it's <laughs> it's really cool, and uh, I was I was actually able to uh, get one of the original TV Begones uh, back in the day, years ago. And uh, it, it's true, they actually do work, and they're very uh, very handy to have. Uh, it's a Hackaday Hackaday TV Begone kit. Now I don't know if that's the version that Mitch Altman created, so. Um, if it isn't, make sure that you seek out the one that uh, Mitch created because, yeah, I believe he's the, the inventor of that. All right, so let's, uh, we only have a few minutes left and let's get through some of these events. We have a lot of events coming up. Dude, uh, really? Am I supposed to list all of these? I'm going to get through as many as I can. Uh, and again, it's uh, June. 19th is it the 19th yes the 19th so let's uh let's just go from today on out i guess and we can kind of go from there uh coming up uh for your uh entertainment of you know what we will do uh on uh show 36 is we'll, we will finish the list of uh events coming up uh coming up on uh that way you have a good idea of what's coming up. Uh, June the 22nd, 
uh, the cybersecurity for process control, uh, remote oil and gas. That's going to be taking place in Houston, Texas. Uh, let's see. Uh, June the 22nd through the 23rd. Uh, the IANS Dallas Information Security Forum. Uh, that's in Dallas, Texas. Uh, June the 23rd. Uh, the Data Connections Philadelphia Tech Security Conference Cybersecurity Event. Uh, that's in Philadelphia. Uh, June the 27th. Um, AppSec Europe. Uh, that's going to be taking place in Rome, Italy. Uh, June the 27th through July the 2nd, uh, Sands, Salt Lake City. Uh, guess where that take place? Yeah, Salt Lake City. Uh, June the 27th through July 1st, uh, AppSec Europe. Uh, again, that's going to be in Rome. Uh, June the 22nd, uh, June the 27th through the 28th. Uh, Security of Things Conference World in 2016. That's going down in Berlin, Germany. Uh, June 28th, uh, Avoiding Digital Destruction, the Global Banking and Cybersecurity Conference. Uh, that's going down in London. Uh, again, that's on uh, June 28th. Um, let's see. Also on the 28th, uh, Building a Cyber Resilient Britain. I guess that's in the same conference. Uh, that's also uh, going down in London. Uh, there's another one in London. Uh, June the 28th through the 30th, um, the third international conference on mechanical, civil, and material engineering. That's going down in Bali, Indonesia. Um, and it just keeps going on. Uh, June the 30th, DC Metro Cybersecurity Summit. Uh, that's going down in Washington, DC. Uh, June the 30th, uh, T216 InfoSec Conference going uh, on in Helsinki, Finland. And uh, here we go. Uh, the last one, June the 30th, uh, Data Connectors Minneapolis Tech Security Conference, cybersecurity event. Uh, and that's going on in Minneapolis. Uh, and that's all the time we have uh, for the, today, uh, this uh, show, show 35. I'm your host, Gummo. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Gummo XXX. Uh, you can also email me at uh, gummo at hackers.xxx. Be sure to visit our website at hackers.xxx. Uh, and again, we're, we are on all sorts of platforms, Amazon TV, Roku, iTunes. We're on the Internet Archives. Uh, and of course, we have uh, the show uh, hosted on our website as well. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Tune in everywhere, any place that you can think we are there. Just search for Hackers and look for our logo. Uh, the, and again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, mad props to everybody out there. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave M, Brother brother Sand, uh, um, uh, let's see, uh, Craig, I love you, man. Um, Linda, uh, God, there's so many of you guys out there. Uh, just uh, wanted to send a special shout out to Tez and We On Films. Uh, we, we have a new video coming uh, out. Uh, and we can't wait to see that. Uh, that's being shot and uh, filmed in Los Angeles. So we're, we're really uh, eagerly anticipated, anticipating that as well. Uh, we will be back next week for show number 36. Whew. I'm your host, Gummo. This is Transmit, and we are out of here. 
See you next week. Bye.